0: Ever look in the mirror and complain how black or blonde or brunette or red your hair is. Ever looked at your hair and think to yourself, Geez, my hair is so colourful. I wonder if there's anything I can do to make my hair white. Well, with our latest product, Woodsler Shoes White is right hair bleach. You can get guaranteed results in one day. That's right, in just one day, all your hair will become white. Thanks to Woods Shoes, white is right hair bleach. Kill those melanin cells right now and buy Woods Shoes. White is right hair bleach. G'day everyone, I'm your host Stephen, and welcome to another episode of the Bamboo History Podcast. For those of you who don't know what the Bamboo History Podcast is, it's a podcast about Chinese and East Asian history. If this content is up your alley, please subscribe to my podcast right now, follow my Instagram at Bamboo History Podcast and visit our website www.bamboohistorypodcast.com. Today's episode will be a story on how a man overcame all odds and managed to transform his entire physical appearance within a day to evade capture by his enemies. And he did so without doing any plastic surgery. Today's story will be about a famous ancient Chinese man named Wu Zixu. Alright, let's just get straight into it. Wu Zixu, spelt W-U-Z-I-X-U, was an army general and politician during the spring and autumn period in ancient China. Just for a bit of background, the spring and autumn period was a period in China where China was fragmented and split up into many states and city states. Wu Zixu was born sometime in the 6th century BCE in the state of Chu, spelt C-H-U. His father, Wu She, was a minister in the Chu government, and later on became the principal teacher of the crown prince Jian, spelled J-I-A-N. And because of this, Wu Zixu most likely had a very comfortable childhood given his father's status. However, something then happened that changed Wu Zixu's life forever. The king of Chu, whose name was Ping, spelt P-I-N-G, had decided it was finally time for his son, the crown prince Jian, to marry. The king sent one of his ministers, Fei Wuji, spelt F-E-I-W-U-J-I, to a neighbouring state to find a bride for his son, the prince Jian. Fei Wuji at the time was one of the prince's tutors, and his boss was the prince's main teacher, Wu Shu's father, Wu She. Fei Wuji went to the neighboring state, and managed to score a princess from that state for the prince Jin to marry. But then, Fei Wuji noticed how hot the princess was, he was like, Whoa. So instead, to win favor of the king, Fei Wuji induced the king to take her as the wife instead of his son. Imagine how angry the prince would have been hearing this, knowing that his old man would be taking his woman away from him, the woman that was rightly his to marry. Fei Wuji also predicted that the prince would get angry as well, so he hatched a plan to get rid of him. Fei Wuji told the king that the prince was plotting revenge against the king for stealing his girl, by scheming with Wu She to start a rebellion. Why did Fei Wu Ji frame Wu She? You see, Fei Wu Ji and Wu She did not work well together, and Fei Wu Ji wanted to get rid of his boss and rise up the ranks in government. The king believed Fei Wu Ji's words and arrested Wu She, who did nothing wrong, by the way, and then executed him and his son Wu Shang. His other son, Wu Zixu, escaped the king's clutches, however, and swore revenge against the king and Fei Wu Ji for killing his father and his brother. After being on the run and being very stressed from evading capture by the Chu soldiers, he successfully escaped to the kingdom of Wu, spelt W-U. Listeners, it's now going to get a bit confusing, because Wu in Wu Shu's name is similar to the pronunciation of Wu as in the kingdom. They are both spelt the same in English, but they are both pronounced in different tones in Chinese. For example, Wu in Wu Shu and Wu in the kingdom of Wu. And they're also spelt differently as well in Chinese Hanzi characters. Anyway, back to the story. After Wu Zixu got to the kingdom of Wu, the ruler at the time was King Liao, but he became the advisor of the king's nephew instead, Prince Guang. Wu Zixu sensed that Prince Guang had something that was bugging him, almost as if he had a feeling of wanting to kill his uncle and usurp the throne. Wu Zishu felt that, rather than warn the king about this potential threat, he believed that Prince Guang would be more capable as a king, and actually convinced the prince to kill the king, even giving him suggestions of suitable assassins, like assassin referral. <laughs> uh. In the year 515 BCE, an assassin endorsed and recommended by Wu Zixu assassinated King Liao, and Prince Guang took the throne, becoming known as the famous King Helu of Wu. Helu spelled H-E-L-U. When King Helu became the king, he was grateful to Wu Zixu for helping him get the throne, and they developed a very close relationship. Wu Zixu becoming his key advisor. So when King Helu asked Wu Zixu, "I want to expand my kingdom now, and I want to attack the neighboring states. Which neighboring state shall we attack?" And you know what Wu Zixu said? "What do you think?" Of course, Wu Zixu said, "We need to attack the state of Chu." King Helu was like, "Yes, 正合我意. that's what I thought as well. You see, King He Lu also wanted to attack Chu. But Wu Zixu was even more eager to do so, because he was motivated by his desire to get revenge. Wu Zixu assisted the King He Lu greatly in the building of a powerful army that was able to challenge Chu. Because Chu was one of the biggest and most powerful states during the spring and autumn period. In the year 506 BCE, the Wu, now ready, attacked the Chu, and defeated Chu decisively. When the Wu army entered the Chu capital city, Wu Zixu came along as well to exact his revenge. But there was a small issue, The two guys that he wanted to seek revenge on, Fei Wuji and the King Ping of Chu, had actually both died by this stage. Fei Wuji had been executed by the new King of Chu earlier on, and the King Ping of Chu had also passed away. So the problem for Woods' issue is, they weren't even alive for him to kill. But that didn't stop him from taking revenge another way. What did he do? Well, the historian Sima Qian recorded that when Wu Zixu arrived at the Chu capital, he did, and I quote from Sima Qian, (coughs) In English, this means, (coughs) he dug King Ping's grave, took out the dead king's corpse, and then gave the corpse 300 lashes to exact his revenge. So, whilst he didn't get to personally kill the King Ping of Chu, he did get some closure by whipping the hell out of his corpse. The fact that he dug out his corpse and whipped him 300 times show you how much Wu Zixu hated the King Ping of Chu. I mean, he literally killed his father and brother, and they did nothing wrong, like, I would be really mad like Wu Zixu as well. In Wu Shu's point of view, getting revenge this way was in a sense closure for him. But alas, he also met his end soon after as well. In the year 496 BCE, the Wu engaged in war with a neighbouring state of Yue, Yue, spelt Y-U-E, and King He was mortally wounded in battle. When he died, his son Fu Chai ascended the throne. And two years later, he got revenge for his father by defeating the Yue and capturing the Yue king, King Goujian. Wu Zixu advised Fu Chai to strike while the iron was hot and conquer the state of Yue, because he saw that the Yue were the greatest threat to the kingdom of Wu. And if you tuned into episode 16 of my podcast, I've already talked about the kingdom of Yue, and how their king, Goujian, whilst being captured by the Wu, still spent all of his years in prison, plotting his revenge against the kingdom of Wu. So Wu Zixu, he sensed that he saw the king Goujian in prison, and he saw the state of Yue still expanding in power, and he was like, there's still a threat, we gotta get rid of this country as soon as possible. So he advised Fu Chai, but Fu Chai didn't listen to him, Instead, he decided to broker peace with the Yue, listening to the advice of another minister named Bo Pi, spelt B-O-P-I. Five years later, King Fu Chai decided to attack the kingdom of Qi, and Wu Zixu advised him again and said, don't attack Qi, they're weak, attack Yue, they're the growing power, they will threaten us later on. King Fu Chai was frustrated and he was annoyed. He didn't listen, he's like, mate, stop telling me what to do, I'm not gonna listen to you. And Fu Chai backed his own judgement, attacked Qi, and won. By winning, that actually boosted his ego even more, because he was basically saying, see, I was right, and that as a result distanced him from Wu Zixu even further. Four years after the first win against Qi, Fu Chai wanted to attack them again, and this time Wu Zixu again told him not to. The king was very mad now, he's like, Wu Zixu, mate, do you hate me or something? You bloody hate me? Every time I make a bloody decision you're always saying no, like for goodness sake, just say yes, just agree with me for once. So by now, the relation between Wu Zixu and King Fu Chai was very rocky. Bo Pi, Wu Zixu's political rival, used this to his advantage and started denouncing Wu Zixu in front of the king, by saying things like, Hey, oi, oi, oi king, oi majesty. Wu Zixu, he's obviously trying to sabotage our country by going against you, and he seems envious because... You don't trust him as much as your old man trusted him. I think he's up to no good. <laughs> King Fu Chai, who already wasn't pleased with Wu Zishu, agreed with what Bo Pi was saying, and sent a sword over to Wu Zishu's house. Now, the sword wasn't a birthday gift to Wu Zishu. The sword was actually for Wu Zishu to commit suicide for treason. What? Treason! Wu Zixu did so much for this country of Wu. He did so much and he's not even from this country. And Fu Chai had no consideration of all this, none of this stuff that he'd done before, and just sent him a sword over for him to commit suicide, just because he didn't agree with him in a few decisions. Wu Zixu sighed, and he asked the people to take his eyes out after his death and put them on top of the city gates so he could see the Yue defeat the Wu and validate his prediction. And then, he killed himself. So, in the year 484 BCE, Wu Zixu committed suicide under orders of King Fu Chai. Ten years after his death, his prediction came true. The imprisoned King Goujian had been released and then he led the state of Yue and invaded Wu, and took over the country of Wu, putting an end to it for good. So, if King Fu Chai had listened to Wu Zixu earlier on, and completely wiped out Yue, then none of this would have happened. It's almost similar to the previous episode with Guang Gun, as if Wu Zixu lay in his grave seeing all of this happen and said, Ahem, <coughs> I… I told you so. <laughs> so yeah, that wraps up the life of Woods' Shoe. But you're all probably still curious, right? What what was that whole alteration of his physical appearance thing? Why was I saying all that random stuff about, you know, the Shoe's white his right hair bleach? Well, many parts of his life have been exaggerated. The most famous story is perhaps how his hair turned white in a day. It was said that when Wu Shu was escaping the state of Chu, he was on the run and he was a wanted man. He had a bounty on his head, and he was always trying to evade capture by the Chu soldiers who were pursuing him. When he finally made it to a place called Guan, which was the last checkpoint before the border between the states of Chu and Wu, a doctor recognised him and hid him inside his home. During the week that he was hiding in this doctor's home, Wu shoe was so worried that he would be caught by the true soldiers, and that stress piled on him so much that overnight, all of his hair turned white, and his appearance completely changed. He aged so much in that night due to stress that he went from a young man to an old man, just like that. And because he turned from a young person to an old person, when he walked outside, the soldiers didn't even recognize him. You know, the soldiers, they had a piece of paper, probably had a little sketch of him going, "Oh, Alright, so we are looking for a young 20-something-year-old male. Mm. Oh, this guy. Male. Oh, who's that walking around? That guy looks a bit shady oh, he's just an old bloke, just an old fella. It's not who we're looking for. Let's go. And yeah, they just let him pass because of that. There's also an alternative version as well, and that's recorded by the historian Sima Qian. It was said that when Wu Zixu arrived in Zhao Guan, the last checkpoint, the Chu soldiers were almost onto him. He ran to a river and found a boat and jumped on it, and he asked the fisherman to take him to the other side of the river and to the neighbouring state of Wu, offering his sword to him as a reward. But the fisherman refused, saying that he will help Wu Zishu unconditionally. And he said that he could have easily turned him in because there was a price on his head, but he wouldn't because he knew that Wu Zishu was innocent. Wu Zishu was so grateful that he took the boat ride and successfully escaped. I personally like the white hair story better. What do you think? Wu Zixu is viewed in modern times as a figure of loyalty. First, loyalty to his family, and then loyalty to the king of Wu. In eastern China, in Zhejiang province, Wu Zixu is worshipped as a god, a god named Tao Shen, translated to English as God of Waves. Nowadays, as well, during the Duanwu Jie or the Dragon Boat Festival, which is celebrated on the fifth day of the fifth lunar month, it's usually celebrated in memory of a famous ancient Chinese poet named Qu Yuan. But in eastern China, some actually celebrate this festival in honor of Wu Zixu rather than Qu Yuan. So my final thoughts are, yes, stress is linked to hair whitening, based on my research on WebMD. But scientifically, it is not possible for all your hair to go white in a day, unless you used hair colouring. Wu Zixu was definitely a zealous man. He was so intent on getting revenge that he dug up the old king's corpse, and he stuck to his guns on invading the state of Yue, even if it meant angering the king Fu Chai. Such commitment to his family, to the king, and to the country he was serving, is a trait that we should all aspire to. So yeah, that's it. That's the end of the story of Wu Zixu, the man whose hair became white in a day. If you like this content, please give me a thumbs up, leave some feedback, or just appreciate it. Remember, before you go, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast, follow my Instagram, and visit my website. If you want to contact me with feedback, topic suggestions, general comments, or want to come onto my show, please DM me on my Instagram or email me. I'll leave all these details in the description box below. Alright now, it's time to go. Remember, please go ahead and buy the limited edition product, Woodzer's shoes White is right hair bleach. That's Woodzer's shoes White is right Hair bleach. Thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day or evening, and I'll see you all next time on the bamboo History podcast. Bye for now.